Welcome to It Starts at Birth, a podcast dedicated to empowering women through constructive conversations about birth. My name is Faith Flatt, and I'm joined by my husband, Mark Flatt. And on today's episode of It Starts at Birth, we'll be covering part two of questions to ask your midwife. In earlier episodes, we included questions to ask your OBGYN, and um, last episode was part one of questions to ask your midwife. This is all about different options and empowering people to make the choices that they choose. The questions that we presented on the last episode and the remaining questions that we'll be going through today are really intended for those of you who already know that you want to work with a midwife. We will, on future podcasts, discuss how to decide if a midwife might be right for you versus an OBGYN and vice versa. Well, we're really excited that you took the time to join us today. We have a lot to discuss, so let's get right into it. Here's a quick recap of the first four questions that we shared on the last podcast. The first question that you might want to ask your midwife is how many births they've attended, just to give you confidence in their credentials and their experience. The second question that you would definitely want to ask is what is your emergency contingency plan? One of the things that I've been really surprised with in both midwives, with both midwives that I've worked with in two of my pregnancies, is that they had really strong contingency plans. They both had relationships with hospitals and OBGYNs, and that gave me a lot of confidence that in the event of an emergency, they would be able to really clearly communicate and get me the fastest service possible. And that's something that is great to know going into your birthing situation, that if everything doesn't go according to plan, your midwife has a plan. Question number three that we discussed was, what birthing locations are options to me through you? Some people may be surprised that with a midwife, you can birth at a hospital a lot of the times. And then, of course, there is home birth and birthing centers as options based on the midwife that you choose. And the fourth question was, what restrictions does the state place on you when it comes to my care? And that's a really important question because many of the states in the United States place heavy restrictions on midwives. Some have no restrictions, and knowing how you're going to navigate those restrictions can be really beneficial. In the description of last episode, there's a number of resources and links that you can utilize to find out different information, such as what restrictions your state has, and different things like that. We try to include any um, relatable information, anything that um, any research that we've done, we're going to try to include that in the description. So if you have any questions, make sure you check out the description of the last podcast. Now let's go ahead and move on to questions five um, through, I think we have seven total questions. So five through seven today. That's right. We've got seven questions in total and maybe a bonus question if we've got a little extra time. So the fifth question that is good to ask your midwife would be if you have a specific concern or reason that brought you to work with a midwife. 
share that with them and ask them for their perspective on it. For a lot of women, this might be a past C-section and you're interested in having a VBAC. Not all OBGYNs will perform VBACs, so often a midwife is a choice to walk you through that process. So making them aware of your past birthing history, of course, is important, and just seeing what their knowledge base and their feelings on that topic would, of course, be important. For me, I had come to my midwife because of two primary reasons originally. With the birth of my second daughter, I really wanted to avoid um, having an epidural because I found that the epidural didn't really work to relieve my pain the way I had planned. And so I made it clear that I really wanted to work on practicing my breathing exercises and finding the right positions to birth as comfortably as possible without medication. And the second concern I had that I talked about with them at the first appointment was the fact that I had had an episiotomy in the past, and I was really curious if that meant that I would need another episiotomy or how that would work. So they were really able to reassuringly talk to me about the process um, that my birth would likely take based on my past experiences, and that gave me a really good feeling about the future. Another reason that women often choose to work with a midwife may be because of past trauma. And so just talking to them about that and some of the negative experiences you may have had in past birthing situations is also great because you'll get their perspective and hopefully a reassuring perspective from them about that past trauma. So just talking to them about any specific concerns you have and why you're choosing to work with a midwife in general. I think for us, um, this was the stage where we felt like the midwife um, that you were talking to really understood your concerns and began to educate us in a way that we were surprised to learn that there was, this was a very common thing. And once we began to do some research, um, because the midwife pointed us into the right direction, we really came to the conclusion that for our second child, um, the midwife was the way that we wanted to go. Yeah, it was really a long journey um, and maybe an unusual journey, although I think there's a lot of families, husbands and wives that can relate to our journey as well. But we really went to a midwife because we were in a lot of ways just trying to avoid what it had been like to work with an OBGYN more than we understood all that a midwife would have to offer. But after that initial conversation with our first midwife team, because it was two women who worked together um, with the birth of our second daughter, I think we had a taste of how nice and reassuring the process could be. And over the next several months, we began to learn quite a bit of just how refreshing it could be to work with a midwife. So you'll learn a lot when you begin to discuss your concerns and fears with your midwife. Question number six is kind of the reverse of the question um, I just discussed. Um, I think it's very important to talk about any fears or concerns that you have that are specific to choosing a midwife. And a lot of that is important because of how dominant it is in our culture for births to be done at hospitals rather than at home, and how OBGYNs are 
typically the choice for women in the United States rather than midwives. So very likely you have some kind of back of mind fears or you have family members or you've read stuff online that gives you a few pauses for concern and reasons that you're not 100% sure this is the safest option. When you talk to your OBGYN about any things that you're specifically concerned about, or excuse me, rather, if you talk to your midwife about any specific concerns you have about not working with an OBGYN, they'll be able to walk you through their processes and give you an idea of how they are specifically trained to handle different types of situations. Um, For me, one of the primary concerns I had in this most recent pregnancy, my third pregnancy, was what would happen if I began to hemorrhage and I wasn't at a hospital? What types of things does my midwife currently have available to her to help make sure that she could stop the bleeding and get everything under control? One of the reasons I was specifically afraid of this is because my mother has hemorrhaged um, in three out of her eight births. So it was something that I wondered, first of all, if it was genetic, I was likely to do it, um, and also what she would be able to do to help me. Asking her that question took such a load off of my mind because she actually is trained and equipped with several steps that she can take to stop the bleeding and to make sure that everything's under control even all the way up to being able to clamp any woman who's hemorrhaging and get her to an emergent or get her uh, to the hospital. So I felt really great after talking to her, realizing it wasn't just that as soon as an emergency type of situation presented itself, you had to be automatically transported to the hospital. Midwives are trained to deal with emergency situations. And it's not just about, of course, what can happen to you as the mother. You may have concerns about what would happen to your newly born child or if there are signs early on in the birthing process that the baby is in distress, what can be done? Again, when I asked questions about what might happen if my baby was having trouble breathing when it was born, the midwife had, again, several things that she is trained to do to resuscitate an infant and and some other steps as well to help make sure that the baby has a strong chance for survival if anything does go wrong. And of course, she monitors the baby throughout the birthing process in really specific and dedicated ways, ways that she's been trained to do to help ensure the best outcome for both mother and baby. So question number six is just to talk about any fears or concerns you have specific to choosing a midwife, and that'll give you a lot of uh, things to consider and also some great um, almost comebacks for those who maybe want to argue you out of your current decision to work with a midwife. Yeah, I think those are great questions, um, considering um, that there are that's a wide range of things as far as concerns. There's a lot of um, information that isn't necessarily accurate out there. And so this is a great time to um, let the midwife explain, you know, what she does for a living and why she does it and her, um, her setup to make sure that you're in the best care possible. Um, and I think when you have the freedom to discuss these types of things, like you said, it can really take a load off you because there is a lot of misinformation and when you're talking with somebody who is dedicated to 
um, taking care of these types of situations. They can definitely give you the right information, point you in the right um, direction for research. And in the end, even though it was um, 10 years ago now or over 10 years ago, um, you know, that was really the beginning of us starting this podcast. Because when we started learning that there was available information, um, we started doing our own research, and we were able to realize that it wasn't, um, we weren't making a choice that was unsafe. In fact, we were making a choice that in most parts of the world is considered the safer option. And that information really was power. And that is the information and the power that we're trying to share with you. One other question that is kind of unique to have a discussion with in regards to um, your birthing process with your care provider is to discuss the cost. Um, If you are working with an OBGYN, that's something that mostly is just going to go through your insurance, hopefully, if you have it. Or if not, you're not going to talk about that directly with the person who's providing you care. When it comes to midwives, you discuss the cost directly with them. And here it gets really nice, especially for those who aren't insured, because midwives will often uh, work with women who don't have the ability to pay up front. They'll often um, work out a payment plan just to make sure that you can pay them in a way that works for both of you. And one nice thing, too, depending on what insurance you have, is that some insurance does cover the price of a midwife. So that's definitely something to look into if you have insurance. But on average in the United States, it costs anywhere from two to $4,000 to work with a midwife. And that a lot depends on where you live, um, what the price will be. But of course, Knowing that price from the initial visit can help you to plan a payment plan that works well. And while that two to four thousand um, dollars may sound pretty expensive, uh, one thing to keep in mind: I did a little bit of research just to see what the average price of giving birth in the United States is. And um, for those that birth in a hospital and have a vaginal birth, the average price is $10,000. And the average price for a C-section is $15,000. But what comes out of your pocket in the end, um, because those are actually the prices that insurance pays, uh, but what the price that typically comes out of the pocket of the mother giving birth um, is $3,400 for a vaginal birth if you have insurance, um, and $30,000 if you don't have insurance for a vaginal birth. And then for C-sections, it stays the same with insurance, about $3,400. But if you don't have insurance, it can cost you up to $50,000. So that two to $4,000 price point is actually pretty affordable. Of course, there's you know, nothing to say that you won't necessarily, that you may not end up with that plan B and have to go to the hospital and in the end have a C-section. Uh, but one really great reassuring um, piece of data I came across lately is that while the C-section rate in the United States is at 33%, the World Health Organization recommends or states that they believe that 
the C-section rate should be closer to 10%. So if you're wanting a a very reduced chance of having a C-section that wasn't necessary, midwives are a great choice. So you do have a better chance of avoiding that unnecessary C-section and also that unnecessary expense, which is great in two regards. So that's the seventh question is just to discuss the cost with your midwife and work out the payment plan that's right. Yeah, and these, like we said earlier, these are the questions that, you know, you really want to have at the beginning. Um, Your first consultation, your first meeting is a great time to have these conversations because it can really help you um, see, you know, what your birthing plan will be. Um, And there's no, there's no problem with talking to multiple people and getting, you know, and going around and and trying to get some prices and some information. Um, That's what it's all about, especially early on. Um, This will give you the information you need to make the decision that's right for you. So that takes us through all seven questions, but I do have a bonus question. And that is to make a list of any questions that you have about your pregnancy. And this is really where working with a midwife uh, shines. And I think where it's been the strongest for me, one of the things I I think I referenced on a previous episode is that my midwife will easily spend an hour and a half to two and a half hours on a visit with me if I have that many questions. She goes through the normal um, testing of my blood pressure and my urine and all of that. But then at the end of the visit, if I have questions, and I have had very long lists of questions at different points, she will walk me through detailed answers to each of my questions. So especially in that first visit, um, especially if it's your first pregnancy, um, but even for me in my third pregnancy, I found that I had a lot of things that I just had been made to feel unsure about by our culture again. So things like what I should and shouldn't be eating, what exercise positions were okay for me because I'm someone who likes my workout routine. I've been doing it for a long time. So some information says, oh, you should be fine and safe to continue what you've already been doing. And some information says never do these positions. So that information is kind of thrown out there in a way that doesn't lead you to a specific answer. So just talking that through with my midwife was helpful. Uh, Letting her know what type of emotional um, holdbacks I was having because I was pregnant and just talking about fears in general or any types of questions. This is where your midwife will really shine and will take some time to give you the pregnancy that's comfortable for you. And in a lot of ways, what makes midwifery-led care such a strong choice throughout the world. Women have better outcomes. Women have more comfortable, enjoyable pregnancies. And in the end, when you're not afraid, when your stress levels are down, that is ultimately better for the baby as well. So that's the bonus question. Just make that list of questions and ask your midwife every possible thing that's on your mind. And even though you feel like you get it all out there, you'll probably have a whole new list of questions for visit number two. But that'll give you an idea of how ready they are to take time with you and to make sure that you feel good about your pregnancy. And the whole theme of this podcast is about empowerment through conversations And our goal, just like with the questions to ask your OBGYN, is to empower you to make sure that you ask the questions that are pertinent to you um, so that you can have 
the pregnancy and the birth that you choose. Um, not every situation will end up being exactly how you plan it to be. And that's why we ask about contingency plans and things like that. But one thing that's really interesting about this is that because of our prior experience, Faith really wanted to have um, a midwife um, at least lead her um, new pregnancy. Like we mentioned in prior episodes, she's pregnant now. Um, but even with that said, she still had questions. In fact, I think she probably had more questions going into the second time she was going to use a midwife, simply because when you realize that they're not going to treat you poorly or rush you through when you ask questions, you know, there are more things that you will have questions about. Things like working out, um, things like food. Um, there are many questions that will come up. And if you have the opportunity to ask someone who um, makes it um, their job to know the answers and takes the time to talk it through with you, that's really an empowering process. So even though Faith understood that that was the direction she wanted to go, her list of questions was rather extensive. And being respected and somebody taking the time to answer those questions and not treating her like she was crazy for having all these questions was very important. And simply someone taking the time to answer your questions without rushing you can be a big decider and maybe you found the right person. Um, someone who doesn't have the time to answer the questions. Um, now I'm not saying people aren't busy, but do they get back to you? Do they give you that platform so that they're asking you, do you have any more questions? Um, you know, that really will tell you um, a lot of ways how you'll be treated during the birth also. So understanding that this is all about, um, you know, asking questions to put yourself in a position where you have a good idea about how things will go in advance. Therefore, you really have an opportunity to be in control during the birthing process. That's what this is about. And one thing to keep in mind, too, if you are working with an OBGYN in contrast with working a midwife, is just to think about how long of a time slot you typically have if you're working with an OBGYN, um, or even just when you have had in the past a primary care provider. The way the medical industry works is you get checked in, a nurse checks everything, your vitals and all of that, and then the doctor comes in for a very short amount of time, um, anywhere from five to maybe ten minutes if you're lucky a lot of the time. And so you may have this sense when you're going to work with a midwife that you need to be really quick and really concise and that um, the doctor type of setting um, that we've learned in other types of care settings will translate over to this midwife setting where you really can kind of be treated oddly if you have a lot of questions and sometimes, unfortunately, like you're wasting the doctor's time. So that's not something to expect from a midwife. If if you do find a midwife that treats you that way, prob there's probably a better midwife in your town, but I haven't come across one who treat, treated me that way. And I think it's a lot due to just the industry itself versus the training of midwives. Um, doctors have to see a certain number of patients, have a certain number of people under their care to make sure that they are being profit as profitable as possible to pay back all those medical skill bills and, and everything else, the price of their practice. But midwives are entirely dedicated and often very passionate just about 
being there for women. Often when you ask a midwife why they got into midwifery, what led them there, it's a really personal experience that led them to um, this career and they often see it as really a way to help other women. So that's one of the exciting things about working with a midwife is not really being shuffled through the medical industry, although it's wonderful to know it's there as a backup if you're in a true emergency setting. But um, most pregnancies aren't a true emergency, as we stated on the last episode, about um, anywhere from 92 to 94% of pregnancies are not high risk. So It's a great option to work with a midwife if that's what you want to do. And make sure you ask a few questions to find the midwife that's comfortable and perfect for you. Yeah, and just to recap, um, today was part two of questions to ask your midwife. We will be having um, a future episode or future episodes about how to decide if you want to use a midwife or OBGYN. But in this episode, um, we talked about why you're here, um, what brought you to using a midwife, um, what was your experience or your concerns, um, and also um, what other concerns you might have um, for the mother, for the baby, um, what possibly, you know, you could go wrong or anything that's on your mind. It's a great time to talk about it. This is a great time also to talk about your costs um, because let's face it, that's that's a very, very big part of all of this. And um, any other pregnancy questions that you've had and that you have during the process, you know, write them down, be prepared, um, ask the questions. And if you find someone who's not rushing you through and answers your questions in a way that really reassures you, then you may have found the right person. So that's just a little recap. Um, We really appreciate you taking the time to join us for It Starts at Birth. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode of It Starts at Birth. My name is Mark. My name is Faith. Thank you for taking the time to join us on It Starts at Birth.